President Joe Biden has, has said that he's done all that he can do at the border and he needs more power. 20 Senate Republicans pledged to reject the uniparty border bill and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has issued an ultimatum suggesting that failure to pass the bill could lead to an American involvement in the war with Russia. All this and more today on The End Time Show. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me today on The End Time Show. As you can see, Vince Stegall is not with me today. I'm flying solo here. Vince is out with the flu. And so I ask that you uh, please keep all of us in prayer right now. Illness has swept through this building. And uh, just last week, Dave was out for most of the week sick, and now Vince is sick as well. And so I am uh, doing this by myself today, so just y'all bear with me because it may take me a little bit to get in the groove here since I don't have my partner in crime with me. But one way that I have been able to get ready was uh, by drinking First Cup coffee. So let me tell you about First Cup. Today I'm having the Boston Common. Uh, it's wonderful. And First Cup is a Christian-owned Patriot coffee company out of the great state of Texas. They've got 11 different roasts, each one after uh, named after a specific piece of American history. You can get one of their roast uh, ground, whole bean, or even pods for your curing machine. So ditch the grocery store coffee that's been sitting on the shelf for up to two years and go to firstcup.com and use the end time uh, code to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, use your end time to get 10% off today. Why not make your next cup first cup? All right, so today I've got an interesting uh, program. I've kind of put some things together here for you and I want you to see some things. Some of it happened last week. Uh, and I know that we're a little late reporting on it, but it's important as to what's going on with this new border bill that Biden has. And so the first thing I want to show you is um, what Biden told reporters the other day as he was getting on uh, Air Force One, the uh, not Air Force One, but the helicopter that they fly there. So here's a video of Biden and what he says about the border. Go back to, unfortunately, the sound from Marie Wan. Uh, this has to do with immigration and the question about the border. Take a listen. That's all I can do. Just give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got it off. Give me the border patrol. Give me the people, give me the people, the judges. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work right. Now, this one seems pretty easy, Molly, because I've done all I can do. Yes, on day one, there were 94 executive orders that overturned all of the policies the Trump administration has in place. Joe he Biden, hasn't done all he can do. He's done all he can do to open the border. And all of these things were done through executive action or removal of policies that were put in place piece by piece over the course of the previous administration. He was very clear when he ran for office that he wanted to open up the border. And then he set about doing it on day one. And it wasn't like 
this border situation just happened. There took a lot of work into tearing down everything that was done in terms of our work with Mexico and having them uh, make sure that they did what they could on, on their side of the on, on, the, on the border. He's saying this because he wants to pretend that this bill is what he needs in order to, that he's, he's passing the buck in terms of what has caused the problem. But he has all the authority he needs right now. There is no need for a bill to give him more authority, particularly when he would just ignore it. I'm anyway. curious, you're in a state that deals yep. with the border. Yep. You're out west. Are people buying this, that it's yep. all about this bill? No, because they know that he could, he could put Remain in Mexico back in place tomorrow if he wanted to. He could stop catch and release and he could start building the wall again. All these things. He asked for authority from Congress. He's got executive authority. He's got executive orders he can you use. Know, okay, so what is it about this bill and what is it that makes President Biden want to make sure that this gets pushed through? Um, we're going to look at this today and we're going to try to figure this out together. We're going to look at some things that's being said in the media and then other things that uh, they're trying to refute that and say it's not true. But right now, here's what we know. President Biden is facing increasing pressure to address the surge of migrant border crossings, especially here in Texas, as tensions between the state and uh, Biden administration escalate. So you heard uh, President Biden speaking to the press. He expressed with frustration, uh, stating that he's done all that he uh, can and called for additional powers, including control over Border Patrol and judges to address this situation. So, first of all, that worries me when the president starts talking about he wants control over a Border Patrol and state judges. Uh, for this situation. We know uh, some of the things that have happened here. I'll talk about it a little bit more um, later on in the program, but we know that here in the state of Texas, they were trying to stop immigrants from coming over using uh, cargo boxes lined up along the border where the wall wasn't completed yet with uh, razor wire. And then uh, there was a uh, move by the Supreme Court to have the federal agents come in behind them and remove the razor wire. So there's been this conflict going on, okay? So the criticism comes uh, with a significant rise in migrant encounters at the U.S.-Mexico border. It's reaching over 2.4 million uh, in the 2023 fiscal year. So think about that. Think about what's going on here in our country and where are these people going, okay? One of the things that they're doing here in the state of Texas and other places is we're getting the immigrants out and sending them to these sanctuary cities in the northern areas now that claim to be sanctuary cities when all this began. But now even those cities are becoming so overrun that their citizens are rising up against uh, their states and their governors and uh, screaming out, hey, it's got to stop because they're replacing citizens who are, are U.S. citizens that are living in uh, homeless shelters and things like that. They're putting uh, these immigrants in those shelters and kicking people out of these shelters. And so this kind of stuff's going on and you'll see it in different medias all over the world. When you start looking at what's going on, they're showing it in different places, just not a whole lot here in the United States. So uh, Republicans attribute the surge to Biden's failed border policies and the immigration has become a key issue leading up to this 2024 presidential election with uh, doubts raised about Biden's handling of the border situation. So um, this is becoming something that is beginning to haunt 
his presidential run and people are now starting to say um, they don't have the confidence in Biden that they had before. So he's got to do something. All right. So does that have something to do with it? I don't know. But we're going to look into it a little deeper here in a few minutes. But tensions have intensified, like I said before, with the Supreme Court ruling allowing the removal of those barriers at the border. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, he's pledged to continue using the Texas National Guard, prompting some Democrats, including uh, state representatives uh, Joaquin Castro and Beto O'Rourke, to call for federalizing the state's National Guard to enforce compliance. So think about that for a second, because when our governor, who is in control of this state right now, is trying to protect our borders, we've got these representatives from the Democratic side of things saying uh, we need to federalize the state's National Guard so that they will be compliant to what we want. So think about that, folks, because they call other people tyrants, but yet we're seeing this begin to happen here in the state of Texas, especially where they're trying to overrule our state government, our governor, to open these borders up when we've got this influx of illegals coming in here, okay? So we need to understand what, what this is saying and these Democratic leaders, they want the power to force Texas into this to comply with bringing millions of illegal immigrants, including terrorists, into our country. So think about that. As we're getting ready for these elections in November, think about what's happening here. And, and the demographic of what's happening within our country, okay? Biden said Democrats and Republicans are making real progress on a bill that would include new border security measures. However, House Speaker Mike Johnson's warned that that bill could be dead on arrival in his chamber. So that's where we are right now. Uh, the Republicans are saying they're going to push back. Like we said in the T's there, there's 20 of them that are saying that now that they're going to push back against this bill and keep this from happening. We'll discuss more about the bill in a moment. But first, let me talk to you about one of my favorite subjects. Backyard butchers. See, I live in the great state of Texas and most Texans love a great steak. However, the globalists... They want you to eat 3D printed steaks and burgers made from cricket powder. But our friends at BackyardButchers.com are saying no thank you. Uh, they're delivering American raised and harvested meat from right here in America's backyards to dinner tables across our nations. So go to BackyardButchers.com and save an extra 20% off of your entire order by using the code ENDTIME. With over a half a million happy customers, they will make sure your orders are delivered right on time every single month. So go to BackyardButchers.com slash time and buy American meat today and get 20% off of your entire order. Now I'm going to be cooking some of that Backyard Butcher this week, um, this weekend particularly. And so um, we're probably going to try to take some pictures and show you folks some pretty cool things. We've gotten some gifts from some listeners one of them is a branding iron, and we're going to try to put a brand on our steak when we make it and maybe send a message to good old Klaus Schwab and the WEF. So stay tuned for that. You may see some pictures of that coming up uh, soon. All right. So what's in this border bill? 
there's been a lot of talk about this bill allowing up to 5,000 immigrants to order to, I'm sorry, to enter the border a day. Mainstream media is quickly trying to get control of that information and say that those statements are untrue. But however, look at this because this border bill was written up about in uh, a CNN political article just today. And this is what it says, what the border security bill uh, would and wouldn't do. So I'm going to give you a little bit of that article. It says the proposed changes to the immigration system are tied to foreign aid for the Ukraine and Israel. The border bill also comes with a big budget, including large amounts of funding for enforcement. Remember this because we'll, we'll talk more about the Ukraine in just a minute. Once illegal border crossings reach a certain threshold, the Department of Homeland Security would be required to exercise a new emergency authority that bars migrants except unaccompanied minors from crossing the border between the ports of entry. The authority would automatically kick in if crossings rise above 5,000 on average per day on a given week or 8,500 in a single day. So think about that for a second because we've, we've got this already beginning to happen here. I mean, we've got 5,000 or more coming across every day, but they're talking about on top of that, unaccompanied children. And that's another issue that, man, this is the part that really gets my blood boiling. And so if I get a little red faced, you'll understand, but we've got child trafficking going on in this country and there's proof of it. We've had uh, videos that we've shown on this program. There's other videos that we've watched that are too graphic to show people, but a lot of the children that are coming over on their own are being taken to places uh, that nobody really knows where they're being taken to. One investigation showed where a reporter went to a home that was supposed to be a safe house for these children and found that these children were living with two men. So it, it just kind of gives you an idea of what could be happening to these kids because people are taking advantage of these situations in, in the drug trade, in the sex trade, and in child trafficking trade, all that is being manipulated because of this influx of these migrants. And believe you me, people are making money off these people every day. So that's another tragedy that's going on with all this. So we just need to keep that kind of stuff in mind as we think about their, this bill is talking about allowing 5,000 a day. And like I said, they're trying to say that's not true. Uh, but the article right there says it from one of the entities saying that it's not true, that 5,000 wouldn't be allowed in here every day. But that is actually written in the bill. The article goes on to say the difference with this bill is a set number per day will reduce what we're seeing currently. So they're saying more than that's coming over every day. And there would only be a certain entry point for illegal immigrants that they could enter. Now think about that for a second. Is that the case right now at all? I mean, we almost had a completed wall when Trump left office. And 
Biden's done everything he can to destroy that and allow this to be completely open. There are people that are coming across at every point where they can cross. There are ranchers that have video of these people coming through and some of them were even carrying weapons with them as they come through their ranches and cut through their property and there's nothing anybody can do about it. So you think that you're gonna be able to control 5,000 coming across at entry points only? every day. So that's one of the things that this talks about. So according to, C to the CNN article, the bill doesn't kick in until numbers go up to 5,000. So there are so many ways this border crisis is affecting our country and not just our country, but our economy. Already uh, this, so many people are affected and it's not in a good way. So what we're doing right now, we're watching this influx, we're seeing things happen. They're talking about these immigrants can come in and they can fill jobs that nobody else wants, folks. That's the kind of thing they're talking about. So they're saying if these immigrants come across the border, they'll be fulfilling jobs that nobody else wants. Well, I'm not so sure that's true. Uh, there are a lot of Americans that would work and do jobs out there, but they're saying that's what this is for. We're watching other things happen. Uh, as Dave reported when he went down to the border just a couple of weeks ago for a um, conference, he said that the pastor took him down to the border, to the border crossing. They watch busloads of immigrants coming into these buses, getting on these buses. They get bags with cell phones, with credit cards, with tennis shoes, with clothes. And then they, they will ship them to local hotels for a little bit before they move them out. We've had other reports from other people in other states where they say that these buses just pull up to wooded areas and these migrants get off and go into wooded areas. And so we really don't know where everybody's going, but this is going to affect a lot of things. It's going to affect um, our schooling for our kids. There's already schools that are being uh, shut down so that they can move uh, migrants into schools. And so they're having the kids go home and do um, school from their homes like they did during COVID and they're shutting down the schools to allow these things to happen. Uh, rec centers that were used for low-income neighborhoods are now being taken over by this and the children are being pushed out where they had after-school programs and, and where they played in sports. So a lot of things are happening but it's also going to affect our economy and um, that's why I want to talk to you right now about Birch Gold. So as we head toward a presidential elections, one thing you can be sure of is 2024 will be a turbulent year. You already see the impact of inflation at the pump, at the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose its buying power quicker uh, than wages can increase. And how are you going to protect your savings from globalist policies being implemented? Well, consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group for decades Gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just visit birchgold.com slash endtime and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or a 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part is you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. So visit birchgo.com slash endtime and secure your savings now. All right, now there has been some opposition to this bill. And that's one of the things I wanna to talk to you about. 
the update of this opposition it continues to grow, but 20 Senate Republicans have pledged to reject the uniparty border betrayal Bill 29. This is what they're calling it, the Betrayal Bill 29. Yet to declare stance, uh, there's 29 yet to declare a stance against it. So um, this is the time that we need to call our senators and tell them, look, we don't want this bill to pass. We don't want this to happen. So this article bit comes from the Gateway Pundit. And it says a group of 20 Senate Republicans uh, is publicly opposing a national security supplemental package bill dubbed the Invasion Authorization Act, led by Senator James Lankford, a Republican from uh, Oklahoma, uh, criticism surrounds the allegations of a $60.6 billion to the Ukraine with uh, only $20.23 billion earmarked for the U.S. border security. So they're sending 60% of this to the Ukraine, but only 20 toward our border. Okay, so think about that for a second. Let that sink in. And in all fairness, Israel is getting some of the money as well to help them uh, in their fight against Hamas. So they are receiving some money too. It was a $118 billion uh, plan that now they've, they've subsidized this money into those different areas. And so the bipartisan bill faces resistance from Republicans um, citing concerns over inadequate border measures and excessive foreign aid. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer issued an ultimatum, suggesting that failure to pass this bill would lead to American involvement in the war, a claim that has been met with criticism, especially given that the Ukraine is not a NATO member and therefore not under U.S. protection. Okay, so I want you to understand what's going on here. It's no wonder that they want this bill to pass so bad. It would assure that they can continue to send our money to the Ukraine. Now, I don't know if everybody checks on that situation all the time, but we've sent billions and billions of dollars to the Ukraine. And some people will tell you, especially here in the U.S. media, that the Ukraine is winning this war against Russia and that we just have to keep sending this money to them. Other people, when you check into other press around the world, you find out that's not true, that Russia is indeed winning in the Ukraine. So much so, folks, that today I got an article saying that Poland is preparing for war with Russia. Vince and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how um, there was a plan now that was leaked from, uh, from Germany that said that they believed that Russia was planning to go into the Baltic states there and, and go into Poland and invade Poland after they're done in the Ukraine. So there's one thing that we can count on. Tucker Carlson's going to go have an interview with uh, Putin in Russia, and the U.S. media are losing their minds over it. They don't want him to go. They don't think he should go. They're calling him all kinds of names. But why do you think they don't want him to go and have this interview with Putin? Could it be that maybe the U.S. media is not telling us the whole story here, that we're only getting what they want us to hear, and that maybe uh, Tucker Carlson might un unveil some truth over there from uh, Vladimir Putin? 
I mean, I'm not a Putin supporter and I'm not taking up for him, but I'm just saying I think there's more to this story, especially with the Ukraine, than we can even imagine. And here it is in this bill, okay? This bill, you think about that for a second. This bill is given only a, a small amount of the billions of dollars to go to protect our border, where we're being illegally invaded by possibly military-aged men that are coming in here to do harm to the United States. You think about that for a second. We've shown you video of Chinese nationals, of uh, Arabic nationals that are coming in from different areas. Just the other day, there was a guy that came over the border. Uh, he claimed, you're ignorant for not knowing who I am, but soon you'll know who I am. Sounds like a direct threat on America. And they did some, some research some people say that this is a terrorist, uh, a guy that's from an organization that was released from prison. Others say that's not the right guy, that that's not true, and all that stuff is, is um, it's untrue. So who knows? We don't know for sure. Uh, I guess we'll find out soon enough because Iran has even boasted that they've sent terrorists into our country through the border and they are just waiting. They're just terror cells waiting in this area and waiting for the right call. Now I had somebody ask me about America not being in the war and, and being there to help Israel. Uh, that's all true. We know that, that we know that America will help Israel, but we also know that America is going to be involved in the Third World War, the Sixth Trumpet War. Uh, we would have to be for one-third of mankind to be killed there. We, we have possibly one of the biggest um, stockpiles of nuclear weapons here in the United States. So we will be involved, and we may be fighting on our own soil. That's one of the things that people need to prepare for. Uh, President Trump the other night in an interview with Fox News said he believes 100% that there will be a terrorist attack in this country. Well, I tend to agree with him because when you're looking at the border crisis and you're seeing what's going on, you see that we could be fighting a war here on our on our soil for the first time uh, since the Revolutionary War. So, I mean, we're talking about that, I guess, with a foreign enemy is what I mean, with the Revolutionary War. So anyway, moving on to to what Chuck Schumer said, he basically threatening folks that if this bill does not pass through the House, that your sons and daughters will go to war with Russia. Now, how dare him say something like that, that you've got to pass this bill or else he's actually threatening to send our country to war over this bill that they want to send the money to the Ukraine. There's some dots that need to be connected there, I think, folks. And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying, look at what's being said in these articles. Uh, so... There there's, has also been a lot of talk about the Democratic Party using the number of migrants as a potential Democratic voters. Uh, already 16 different states have bills to allow undocumented uh, immigrants to obtain driver's license. Uh, some say that this could lead to those receiving mail-in ballots during the election cycles. And it's also been argued that the voting rights bill could lead to illegal immigrants receiving voting rights. So we've got to think about those things as we move forward with this. Why the influx of these people coming in? Are they trying to replace American voters with illegal aliens? 
uh, I saw a reporter interviewing some folks that were coming across the border and they asked them um, about Joe Biden and if they were allowed to vote in a presidential election, who would they vote for? And every single one of them said, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. He let us come to America. So think about that for a second. We got a break coming up. I hope you'll stay with me. We're gonna look at some more on the other side of this break. spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity Die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 end time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back to the End Time Show. I'm Doug Norvell. Uh, as I said at the top of the hour, just in case you're just now uh, joining me, Vince Stegall is out today. He uh, has been out all weekend. He's, we had a big event at church on Sunday that he was actually um, the one that was going to emcee it, and he put it all together uh, for all the volunteer staff there at our church, and he couldn't even come to the event that he uh, sponsored and put together. So uh, his wife, Kate, graciously stepped in and did a great job, along with some other ladies there at the church. But Vince has the flu, and he is... Uh, He's doing better. I uh, got a text from him last night, and he said that he, his fever was back, so he wouldn't be here today. And then he sent me a couple of news articles today, so I know that he's at least up and looking at things. Uh, maybe he's even watching the program. So if he may be out there. If he is, uh, how about let me do a Vince moment, and you guys put in the chat, uh, praying for Vince. That would be great if you just put praying for Vince in the chat. That way he knows that you're all praying for him and pray for the rest of us, too. Uh, there's been a lot of illness go through the building. I mean, just here in general, we've we've had churches have to close down because they had so many people with the flu. A school district out close to where I live in East Texas, uh, the entire school district shut down last Friday because there were so many teachers and students who had the flu. So the flu is really ramping up and, and moving around out here. Uh, so 
so just keep us all in prayer. Like I said, Dave just got over uh, what he thought might have been strep throat last week, and then he had to do a conference there in um, Justin over the weekend, which he said turned out fantastic. Uh, God healed him up before that and he went out there and, and they had a great time there in Justin, Texas and signed up a bunch of Bible studies. So praise God for that. And please, like I said, keep Vince in your prayers. Now, we're talking today about um, this border bill that Biden is trying to uh, get uh, pushed through the House there. And uh, before we went on break, we talked about uh, Chuck Schumer said that um, he gave us an ultimatum there that if the bill did not pass, uh, that we, America, could go to war as a result of this bill not passing. Um, also mentioned that the majority of the money from this bill is going toward the Ukraine. So uh, there may be some other things involved. One of the things we talked about just before the break we talked about how some of the um, plans may be to allow the illegals that are coming into this country to have voting rights and then for kind of changing the demographic of the states uh, which they're in and what's going on with the uh, voting strategies there. So just some things to think about. And the next story I want to talk to you about, Elon Musk uh, calls out Joe Biden uh, on his immigration strategy and he says he is trying to create a one-party state. So the ex-owner and the world's richest man, Elon Musk, has called out President Joe Biden for opening the floodgates at the border so Democrats can stay in power permanently. Billionaire Musk, who has been a vocal critic of Biden's border crisis ripped into the president on X late Friday while sharing a 2021 news story headline revealing that Biden had intended to prioritize offering legal status to an estimated 11 million people while in office. Fox News reported that. So Biden's strategy is very simple, Musk wrote. Number one, get as many illegals in the country as possible. Number two, legalize them to create a permanent majority, a one-party state. That's why they are encouraging so much illegal immigration. Simply, uh, simple but yet effective. Musk went on to pin his post to the top of his X page account adding in a caption, this explains why there are so few deportations, as every deportation is a lost vote. As happened this week, you can literally assault a police officer in broad daylight in New York and be released with no bail and still not be deported. It's outrageous. Musk later penned a post about uh, Alejandro Maracas, uh, to the top of his account. In the bet you didn't know category, Homeland Security uh, Maracas issued written guidance making it clear that number one, illegal presence alone in, uh, is not grounds for deportation. And number two, criminal charges and convictions or gang membership alone are not enough for deportation. You basically have to be a convicted axe murderer to be deported. That's because every deportation is a lost vote. 
Now, folks, that's Elon Musk saying that, okay? That's not Doug Norvell or End Time saying that. I'm just reading you what he put on X. And, I mean, could he be right about this? Could, could part of the open borders be about creating a one-party state? I mean, th there's allegations out there like that. I mean, even Ted Cruz has said that that's one of his concerns, is that all these illegals will be given the right to vote and that they'll be able to create a one-party uh, member instead of a, a, you know, having different parties within our country. So let's listen to this clip about what President Biden had to say in a press conference. This is in March of 2021. You also just made some news by saying that you are going to run for re-election. I said that is my expectation. So is that a yes that you are running for re-election? Look, I'm, I, I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of fate. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead for certain. And if you it, do, if you do run, will Vice President Harris be on your ticket? I would fully expect that to be the case. She's doing a great job. She's a great partner. She's a great partner. And do you believe you'll be running against former President Trump? Oh, come on. I don't even think about it. I don't have, I have no idea. I have no idea whether it'll be a Republican Party. Do you? I know you don't have to answer my question, but I mean, you know, do you? <laughs> so he says, I don't even know if there'll be a Republican Party in four years. That was 2021. So he's talking about this election cycle. Will there even be a party? So some of the things that people are saying right now is the part I told you a while ago about uh, the immigration and having people come in that'll be able to vote, uh, even though they're illegal immigrants. But then others say that they'll do anything to keep this election from happening or to keep Trump from winning the election and even pushing us to the point of war. And so when you hear warnings like that from Chuck Schumer, uh, telling us that that is part of their plan is if these things don't pass, if we don't comply to what they want us to do, we're going to be pushed into war. Some people have even asked, could we go into civil war uh, with the United States because of what's happening here in Texas? And uh, I mean, we don't see that in Bible prophecy, folks. So I can't sit here and tell you, yes, we're, we're going to see civil war in this country. I don't know um, if if that's going to happen because I don't have any scripture for that. I don't believe that's going to happen. I believe the American people are smarter than that. That might be what they want to try to pull us into because there's been a lot of talk about civil war in the news media. They've even come out with movies. You know, we've discussed uh, some of the movies that are coming out. There's a new one coming out in April, I believe, that's called Civil War, and it's about that very thing. And so it, it's almost as if they want to pull us into that. Um, you know, they wanted to use January 6th as a way to, to kind of kick these things off, too, I believe. But I do believe the American people are smarter than that and that we can see through some of these things. And the American people, the majority of Americans, I believe, are still Christian and they still believe in God and they still uh, seek God in those situations instead of reacting physically or, or reacting to violence. Um, we still go to our knees to fight our wars. And so I, I believe that there is a majority of people here. It's, it's almost like when you think about Sodom and Gomorrah and you think about, you know, um, how Abraham taught God down into, uh, you know, 10 
righteous people being in Sodom and Gomorrah. I believe that America has a whole lot more than 10 righteous people in this country and that God still loves this country and that this country still has a lot to do because we do believe that the eagle's wings in Revelation 12, 14 is the United States of America helping Israel. We will be their ally until Jesus comes back. So these are things that we need to remember and we need to keep focus on, right? So one of the things that we know for sure is that the world government, they want open borders. That's what they want, okay? Because if they have open borders, they are changing a country demographically. So those are things that we see them doing. So could, could he have been pointing when he said in that interview, uh, I don't believe or I don't know if there'll be a Republican Party. Could he have been pointing to what we're seeing right now, to these open borders where there is a possibility of voting taking place? I mean, I don't know. Can they get mail-in ballots and, and use this? If we went to war, would they shut down this nation as far as us being able to vote the way we normally do and go to different types of ballots like they did during COVID? I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. Uh, I don't even know if they'd be able to do that. But Anyway, I don't want everybody to be upset with me today because you think maybe I'm being way too political. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to show you because we know what the globalists have said out of their own mouths, that people need to stop thinking nationally and that they need to begin to think globally. Uh, really being a nationalist today is almost like a bad word and, and you become almost like an enemy of the state if you're a nationalist. Uh, you know. One way that they can change the demographics, like I said, in this nation is by allowing an influx of people from all over the world to infiltrate this nation. Uh, people with different morals and religious beliefs and Christianity is what this nation was built on. And if we believe the Bible as the true word of God, there are, are laws that we will try to block because we hold to the principles and the beliefs of the word of God. And I don't even have to sit here and name the things. You know what I'm talking about right now because it's being pushed in our face in mainstream. I mean, in cartoons. Dave talked about cartoons yesterday, talked about award shows yesterday. All the things that have happened in the last four years that we've watched take place, uh, you know, with story times with children at libraries and all kinds of things. People who are preaching the Word of God on the street, across the street from a library that's having reading time with a drag queen have been arrested for teaching the word of God. But this crazy demonic stuff is going on in the library across the street. So President Barack Obama, he said, America is no longer a Christian nation. Um, and he said Americans are bitter and they cling to their religion and their guns. And because we are so frustrated, we are anti-immigration. Well, see, they would love to get rid of our religion and our guns. Uh, for one thing, if they get rid of our guns, folks, they can control us. Because right now, uh, America is probably better armed than most uh, militaries around the world, to tell you the truth. So they want us unarmed so that they can begin to uh, take control. I heard today uh, 
I can't remember who did they say it was. Guys, help me in my ear there. Was it Shaq that was doing the buyback plan? So Shaq, the basketball player, is doing a buyback plan for guns here in Texas. And I, I told him I used to like Shaq. I don't know if I do anymore. So they want to take our guns away because if they can take our guns away, they can control us. And then once they control us, they can take away your religion too, folks. So here we go. President Joe Biden's warned uh, you know, that MAGA Republicans are the true enemy of our democracy here in this state. And he wants to make people who believe make America great again is a good idea to be worse than terrorists that are coming over the border. All right, I got more for you after the break, so stay with me. We're going to wrap this up, hopefully, with some Bible. understand what is taking place will instruct many except a man is born again he can enter or see the kingdom of god i don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself you are essential you still matter this is a journey and when we get to the other side of that that's where our prize is that's where our reward is Time is not going anywhere. Okay, welcome back. Thank you for joining me again here on the End Time Show. I've got a little bit more to talk about today. We've talked about a whole lot of political things, so I'm going to try to wrap it up now. We're going to try to go into uh, some Bible time and talk about things. One, one of the things before I move into uh, what I want to talk about out of the Bible, I do want to tell you this is also out of the Bible, <laughs> but this was not in my notes. So let me just talk about this for a second. We know this world government's coming. Okay, So Revelation 13 tells us there is a world government coming. It tells us that that world government will not include the wings of the eagle. That's why I said before we know um, that Revelation 12, 14, uh, the wings of the eagle are depicted there helping Israel. So that's why we believe the wings of the eagle are indeed America. And America will not be part of this world government. Now, I know right now, folks, it looks like America is going to be part of the world government. It seems like we're just rolling downhill high speed to get there it seems like uh, the administration that we're under right now being the globalists that they are that they are using the agendas of the world government uh, to destroy this country from uh, within and we're watching that happen so uh, you know i want you to understand that this is all depicted in the bible and so revelation one and two where it talks about the beast that john saw coming up out of the sea it had seven heads and ten horns had the body of the leopard, the mouth of the lion, the feet of the bear. All of those countries that are talked about in Daniel 7 are there except for the wings of the eagle that are helping Israel. And so this world government, when it comes into effect, do you understand that that leader of that world government, the Antichrist, he is going to make war against the saints, against the people of God. 
And so before we went on break, I was telling you that we were told by uh, former President Barack Obama that this country was no longer a Christian nation. See, that's what they're trying to change by bringing this influx in because they've got to get us away from our religion. And of course, like I said before, they want our religion and our guns. It goes side by side because they know that we will stand up for biblical principles in this nation. Now, I'm not saying we should go to war. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying war will come to us and it will come to us just because we are Christians and we're going to push back against this world government. That's what we're starting to see in our daily headlines. We're starting to see people stand up in, in our Senate, in our House that are pushing back against world government and the socialism and all the things that are coming into this country. People are beginning to push back. And so we as a Christian nation need to begin to pray for our leaders that God would give them the, the guidance, that God would give them the wisdom and the understanding and the boldness to stand up for us, the people. But we've also got to stand up for them and we need to just join in and pray for our leaders. Um, I mean, whether we like them or not, we've got to pray that this country gets back to where it's supposed to be because the Bible does tell us that we are going to um, have war declared against us, the saints of God. And that's going to happen during the time of the Great Tribulation. The Antichrist is going to come after those that won't take the mark, that believe in Jesus Christ, and he's going to come after us as hard as he can. And the Bible says that some people will be led into captivity and some people will die by the sword. And it, and it calls for patience uh, for, the, for the saints. We've got to be patient and we've got to be faithful uh, to God during that time. So just want to throw that in because I think that's important for us to understand when we're looking at this world government stuff. Now, moving on to what I wanted to talk to you about. I was in prayer the other day and I really felt like the Lord laid something on my heart and I wanted to share it with you guys. I was praying for the state of this country and the Lord reminded me of the book of Esther. So, you know, in the book of Esther, Esther is the queen and uh, Mordecai, her, her uncle, is in danger because uh, Haman, he, he was plotting to kill all the Jews, but he was really angry because Mordecai did not bow down to him the way he expected everybody to bow down to him. Haman was uh, King Xerxes' number one guy. And so he had this plot and this plan that he was going uh, to destroy all the Jewish people, but especially Mordecai, he was so angry at. So because he refused to bow down to Haman, uh, who insisted that everybody did this, but we know that God protected his people, uh, even though gallows were built 75 feet high, the Bible says, and ready to begin this annihilation. It looked like it was over. But Esther was there, and she was born for such a time as this. So she stood up for her people. Remember, it, she went into the king's presence without being summoned. And that was a death sentence on itself if the king uh, decided that she shouldn't have done this. But she comes into the king and invites him to a banquet at her, her palace, her area there in the palace. So this is Esther 7. I want to read this chapter to you because I want you to understand what is going on because I felt like this is what God has helped me to understand. So... Let's look at this. In verse 1 it says, So the king and Haman went to the Queen Esther's banquet, and as they were drinking wine on the second day, the king asked, again asked Queen Esther, What is your petition? It will be given you. 
what is your request? Even up to half the kingdom will be granted. So he's promised her up to half the kingdom if she wants. Then the queen uh, answered, If I have found favor with you, your majesty, and if it pleases you, grant me my life. This is my petition. And spare my people. This is my request. For I and my people have been sowed to be destroyed, killed, and annihilated. If we had merely been sowed as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet because no such distress would justify disturbing the king. And King Xerxes asked Queen Esther, Who is he? Where is he? The man who has dared to do such a thing. And Esther said, An adversary and an enemy, the vile Haman. Then Haman was terrified before the king and queen, and the king got up in a rage, and he left his wine and went out into the palace garden. But Haman, realizing the king had already decided his fate, he stayed behind to beg Queen Esther for his life. And just as the king returned to the palace, uh, from the palace garden to the banquet hall, Haman was falling on the couch where Esther was reclining. And the king exclaimed, Will he even molest the queen while she is with me in the house? And as soon as the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And then Harbona, one of the eunuchs attending the king, said, A gallow reaching a height of 50 cubits stands by Haman's house. He had it set up for Mordecai, who spoke up to help the king. And the king said, Hang him on it. So they hung Haman on the gallows he had set up for Mordecai. And then the king's fury subsided. Now, I, I tell you this story because, like I said, I felt like the Lord kind of laid this on my heart the other day when I was praying. Because it seems like uh, we're seeing the enemy's plans backfire on them the way we saw Haman's plans backfire on him. God's people uh, were protected during this time. He wanted to kill them. And... They were protected, even though it looked bad for them. It looked grim for them. He had the gallows already built at his house, and he was prepared to start with Mordecai and then finish annihilating the entire race of people. That's what he wanted to do. Now, I'm not saying that that's what's going on right, right now in this country, but what I'm saying is we have an enemy in place right now, and that enemy wants to destroy the truth of God's Word, they want to replace God for Satan. They want to uh, come against anybody that stands up for what's biblically correct in this country. I never would have thought that I'd ever say that. But they will silence people online if you're, if you're posting Scripture. They'll, they'll shut people down just for posting Scripture. So think about that. But you can say anything you want about Satan. You can say anything you want to about the, the devil or demons. You can show cartoons to kids about um, Satan's daughter and how bad she's got it growing up. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous at the trash that they're putting out there. That's okay, but we can't say anything about Jesus. We can't say anything about the Word of God. We have to be careful. But here's the deal is God doesn't expect us to be careful. 
Who knows that we weren't born for such a time as this that we're living in right now, folks. I mean, we, we are born in this specific time to do what God's got us to do. I mean, we tell you all the time that the, the word says in Daniel that those who know their God shall instruct many and shall do exploits. I mean, we're going to do exploits, folks. There is a time coming when the true uh, people of God are going to stand up and we're going to begin to do exploits. And I think it'll be exploits that will far surpass things that we saw in the book of Acts with the apostles because Jesus told us that we would do even greater things than he did. So think about that. And we serve the same God right now that saved Esther and those Jewish people. He'll fight for us. And we just need to trust Him and we need to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to study the Word and remain as sharp as a two-edged sword. I mean, those are things that we have to learn to do on a daily basis. That's why End Time does conferences. That's why End Time starts Bible studies. That's why we do Bible studies here. Um, because we are trying to show people what is coming in the, the prophecies and get you to understand what is beginning to unfold in front of our eyes and then help you to know how you survive uh, when that final seven years starts and especially when we're in the last three and a half years during the time of the Great Tribulation. I know a lot of people don't believe the church will be here and that's okay if you don't believe that but there's going to come a time where you might change your mind so when you do and if that happens you know where to find us and you know that we can help you through those times but here's what I want you to understand today. This is what I want you to take away from all this. They hide things in their bills. They do things just like Haman was doing in this, in this story where he trying to make people out to be bad guys who really did great things. I mean, uh, Malachi had done some great things for the king and helped the king out. The king had just forgot about it until he was reminded of what Malachi had done for him. Yet Haman wanted to destroy him and not just him but all his people. So the enemy still wants to do that. We, we still have the same enemy, just like we serve the same God. But our God has already defeated the enemy. He defeated the enemy the, the moment that um, Jesus died on that cross. I mean, really, the, the enemy was defeated in the beginning. And back in the word in Genesis, he was defeated because the devil was told he was going to slither on his belly like a snake and that the heel of our Lord would crush his head. And so really from Genesis to Revelation, he was destroyed and beaten already. But it takes us a while to get to where we understand that and we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. So these are things that I believe it's urgent for each of us to understand is that we have to keep our heads up. We have to keep uh, in prayer with God. We've got to have that relationship with the Lord. If you don't know what it means to be born again, we've got a brochure that can help you with that. Uh, you can uh, receive that brochure or you can go online and you can look at um, endtime.com slash reborn. That'll help you uh, find it there online as well. Uh, if you still don't understand, reach out to us because we want to make sure you understand that. We can help you through that and we can get you uh, in a church that can also help you be discipled and learn and grow as well. So folks, I just want to leave you with hope today. I want to leave you with the encouragement that even though it looks like the enemy may be winning, I believe that the gallows that he meant for us will be used on him when Christ returns and crushes the enemy beneath his feet. So keep your heads up, keep praying, keep looking to God because our redemption draweth nigh.
God bless you guys. We will see you again tomorrow here on the End Time Show.